0: Telling the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA.
1: What it is. Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur, and I'm super excited because I have a dear friend of mine, but also real estate mogul Juan Bustamante in the house. Thanks for being on the show, Juan.
2: No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Precia- appreciate it. Yeah, of course. It's like a special one, right? Cinco de Mayo.
1: Cinco de Mayo special. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for for those that don't know Juan, actually, I met him maybe a couple years ago and... Um, You know, Juan was, you know, he's been a kind of big name in the community since day one. But one of the things that he's kind of I've helped him overcome, you know, he's a client of mine as well, that he was his finances were probably not in the best place. He was good at developing relationships and he's come a long way since then. And now he's crushing it in the real estate game, not just relationship wise but also financially so i'm super excited to have him on the show but juan for those that don't really know you tell me a little bit about your story what even inspired you to become you know work in the real estate industry to begin with
2: yeah no most definitely so uh, like a lot of us you know we want to improve and uh kind of break that cycle so i grew up in uh grew up in norwalk went to cal state long beach after that i was actually pursuing school counseling and um I figured out that I didn't want to do that. Mm. kind of got into it, and um, I did some substitute work and worked for some nonprofits, and then I decided that I wanted to do commercial real estate. Mm. So commercial real estate was always the target and the goal and came to Bakersfield wanting to do commercial real estate. And um, the players that are in that industry, primarily they're a little older and there are of white descent so, right um long story short i didn't get the opportunity with any of them mm. uh, and decided to just take up take it up on me and figure it out and uh you know did a couple changes a couple uh brokerages and just figure my way through it and then that's kind of how how it happened
1: so one thing that i think is <clears throat> i didn't know about you is that you actually wanted to be a school counselor yeah and so you went to school for that and but then you realized it wasn't for you so how did how did you realize that that wasn't even for you? So
2: what happened was uh I went to Santa Fe High School in santa Fe springs uh I think there was a lack of or sometimes there is a lack of just somebody telling you that you can do more um and at that time, I was kinda i did enough to get by, but I wasn't like your top student Mm -hmm. um i think the advice or the um encouragement was not there from uh the staff Mm -hmm. Um, and i kind of proved them wrong kind of you know went on to school and i'm like you know what i want to be a school counselor so i can um really come of service and be in that position to help these kids uh in high school and um Kind of got into it when did a uh, Boys and Girls Club, did a uh, California Mini Corps. Um, and I uh, did some substitute uh, work here in Bakersfield when I moved here. Um, then I figured out that, you know what, um, that's not really the field that I want to get into. Mm-hmm. And um, prior to that, actually, during uh, a big company came to our school for... Um, uh, career day and that company was cbre which is the number one global commercial real estate firm mm. and they had a
1: presence here in town and
2: anyways that's kind of how it happened
1: and um and then yeah gotcha so i mean you you mentioned that um th- was it this new opportunity about like hey commercial you know kbre came cbre or cbre yeah. came and you saw that opportunity did you get so inspired by that, by you want to change your complete career? Well, or?
2: well, funny story about that is you can look at any of the big brokerages and just look at the names and see who's there. So funny story, uh, which we're friends now. Uh, I'm driving through Whittier Boulevard. Actually, some people can know this landmark. I forget the street specifically, but it's Whittier and some other cross street. And there's a Tommy's there, Tommy's Burgers. Mm. And there was a sign. there was a sign that said four lease. And then the names was Juan Jimenez and James Rodriguez. Mm. I'm like, I gotta call them. I mean, they gotta talk to me. they are yeah. Latinos, and I gotta pick up the phone. so I sh- I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I called I called Juan Rodriguez. I mean, sorry, yeah uh, Juan Jimenez. Uh, and we sat down at the citadel where they have the outlets out there in commerce, I believe it is. And he kind of broke it down. He kind of gave me some information. And then I also met with this partner, James Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and he gave me his insight. He's like, yeah, there's an office in Bakersfield, whatnot. And he actually took a step further. He actually took me to a meeting mm. with me. And I saw these guys talking about development, uh, you know, um, mentioning some big national names. And I'm like, wow, that's like I never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I want to I know, like, how does that work? right and followed it and and, and then just kind of you know was really obsessed with it
1: mm. so so when you saw that for lease sign i mean i, I would imagine you're not trying to get at least yourself you were just more inspired by like wow i see some hispanic names
2: well i think all of us right once we see that other person um we're like if they're doing it i could do it right and like i said you can look at some of these billboards you'll see the names and you really give, you google them you're like okay uh when you're starting it could be very intimidating because you know you guys are definitely not like kind
1: mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and i think that it's kind of like that um story of the four minute mile right like nobody thought that you could run a mile in four in four minutes and I, I don't remember the individual's name but as soon as that was broken everyone now knew was possible and it got and then it was like broken and broken and broken again but for years nobody could run a four minute mile and then all of a sudden one person breaks and now everyone else can as well right it's almost so the same thing as with you it's like once you saw like oh wow it is possible you know that's when you knew that you could do it as well so okay so tell me you met with these guys and all of a sudden you you're what happens
2: no so after that I, i i met up with them they gave me the information uh met up with Pretty much every brokerage in town, one of them kind of gave me the opportunity, mm. but kind of took it back. Mm. And then um, what's funny, I mean, forward, like now I do deals with all of those guys. And now the brokerage that I was going to work for, um, one of my best friends is there. Mm. So it's it's interesting how really the universe works and how you have to go through your own journey. Right. And at that time, I didn't understand. At that time, I, you know, I left uh, Wells Fargo. Mm. That's where I worked to go do brokerage. And when I didn't work where I wanted to work, I worked at a different firm. I started at Carpe. Okay. I Carpe real estate and um and just kind of figured my way through and and then did it that way.
1: Gotcha. So I mean, you were um in banking but then it seems like so like why even why even real estate though like what sparked your interest in so
2: going to the banking so when i sat with this individual um locally commercial guy from the uh, cbre firm he's like hey juan um because i'm like what should i do what kind of um traits or you know the someone that in this industry have he said at that time get into a title escrow or a financial company. Mm. I don't know if that's the best advice, but at that time I'm like let me google like you know try to find a job that's related to that. Mm-hmm. So I got into Wells Fargo Financial. Okay. Uh it was a subdivision, they're subprime lending and they primarily focused on retail sales finance accounts. So okay. when you hear that uh 0% interest from Ashley's, well you go and buy it from Ashley's furniture um wells fargo ends up paying and that's the account that you kind of manage or the clients that you're mm. managing um and you get kind of comfortable you're at this corporate uh company the bells and whistles time off so i knew that i was meant for more than just to be there
1: mm. gotcha so you 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 just wanted growth like you wanted to grow and even though you there there was benefits you know there was something bigger in store for you right and so you're like okay well I'm going to leave this banking world and go to, you know, this real estate world. Um, did you become an entrepreneur at that point? Or what would you say that you felt like you became an entrepreneur?
2: I think it's been very recent. I mean, I think the, um, you know, and um, during that time, I, um, I was in real estate, but it goes back to not having the right mentoring, the right information. So I think my... Uh, my uh, like my breakthrough just kind of was delayed because some of those reasons. And um, I think to a very recent, you know, um, you know, now being at Keller Williams, their big uh, our, our CEO or founder, mm-hmm. Gary Keller uh, and uh, Joe Williams, what they talked about running your your operation like a business. Right. And you kind of come in in that picture, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about. But yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where most realtors probably fail because they're just, you know, going after the next sale, trying to make a commission, and they never really consider themselves a business owner even though they technically even under under the eyes of the IRS, you are a business owner like you get to write off your vehicle expenses, your food costs, I mean, your clothing as long as you follow the rules. I mean, you can deduct so many things so the IRS considers you a business owner, but real estate agents don't consider themselves a business owner and until you kind of treat it like one then that's when you start kind of growing so you mentioned you had a breakthrough a couple years ago so like how did you run your business prior to that or how did you like have you know what was a light bulb effect that you had
2: well the um you know the in the commercial arena um it was kind of difficult being in the central valley because of many reasons so the first uh, firm where I was at, the, the resources weren't there. Mm. Now, I got the opportunity to be at a larger firm, which was Marcus and Millichap. Um, you know, they recruited me. They saw that I was active in doing some deals. And that's when I got my aha. You know, it was uh, pretty much um, report. we were at, reported to the second largest office, which is in Encino, the number ones in New York but they opened up three offices in the mid-markets, Bakersfield, Ventura, and Fresno. Mm. <clears throat> the only problem there that um, there's only so much velocity trading in Bakersfield for the the uh, price points that they focus on, mm-hmm. and their splits are not the greatest. So um had a conversation with my sales manager, and I told him I got to uh, expand and be you know, in different areas and do other prototypes in order for it to work. They didn't allow you to sell a home or, or mm. do leasing or any of that. So the company's a great company. I just don't think it works for me or didn't work for me here in the Central Valley.
1: Right. Yeah. So you kind of had your hands tied as far as what you could and could not do. Correct. So then you're like, hey, you know, I want to do more. And so then you found uh, more opportunity. Right. Right. So then
2: I went to the drawing board and I said, "Okay, um, a good friend of mine, where I started, you know, going back to Carpe, um, started with a gentleman named Jose Chavez, you know." And I'm like, "Man, what should I do?" He's like, "Just go to Keller Williams and transact." And the more I find out about the resources, it's never really a perfect place, mm-hmm. <clears throat> my opinion, but I think it works for what my vision and where
1: I want to go. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, and I think his uh, Gary Keller is, you know, obviously he's built a huge business with all the number of offices he has and stuff. And I've been able to watch some of his, you know, he's been interviewed, and it's just like his thinking. He's like challenges you to think bigger, and you know, most people that's where they fail. They don't really see how how much opportunity is available, or they don't believe that it's attainable. Right. And then one, and Gary Keller really is like, hey, you got to think bigger, and he's really big on that. And I think that's really what. Um, you know, you kind of align with where you wanted more, you wanted more opportunity since even back in your banking days. Right. So now obviously, um, you know, you, you, you've like grown so much. Cause I've been, you know, you've been a client of mine for a couple of years and I've just seen you, like, you just keep getting better and better every year. So um, for you, like obviously I think that you've surrounded yourself with people that can help you win. And would, I mean, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, no, most definitely. I think, uh, you know, uh, I've done definitely, uh, mindset, mm. you know, I think it all has really been mindset, a lot of self-development, um, gone to a lot of events. And I think what happens is a lot of the times we go to these events, you take notes, you have the notes and you don't apply it. Right. So I'm like, okay, um, let's take some, at least even if you take one nugget off of it and apply it, cause there's just so much information. Mm-hmm. So I think investing in yourself, I, I didn't, when people would say that, I'm like, what do they mean? Right. Um, it's really helped me to help me with my mindset. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think what you said is big is that, you know, a lot of people will consume the knowledge, but then they don't take action, right? They don't apply. Like you said, people like you, you've gone to events and you have the notes, but then, you know, it doesn't actually become, you know, you don't start applying what you learned. And so for me, I think is uh, very important is just accountability, because if you have someone to hold you accountable, like, even if you know how to like, let's say working out, right. Mm-hmm. Even if you know how to work out, it's like, I know how to lift weights. I know how to do cardio, but you don't have anyone to hold you accountable, I mean, why are you going to hit the treadmill if no one's trying to wake you up at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning? And I think that's what everybody needs. And I think when you say, you know, having, uh, you know, application, applying what you know, it's like, well, you need someone really to hold you accountable. And I think that you've done like you've done that, like the partners that you've established, you know, you know, me as your CPA or even like Keller Williams, like they're helping you hold yourself accountable, right? hundred percent. So, uh, you know, since you touched, you touched
2: on CPA now, um, anybody that I'm bringing into my business, uh, business relationships, I want them to be aligned. Right. So there was a couple of traits that I saw in you and I'm like, okay, like, you know, let's, let's give it a shot. Everybody has to be aligned. Doesn't mean that other people are not, um, great at what they do or, or whatnot but just the direction and 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 how you move it's in line with my vision and goals
1: yep yep i think that's important because uh, one of the things the way you're going to get to where you want to be is to surround yourself with people that are going to help you get there right so they have to have the same vision as you and i think that if if you do that then you're going to achieve your your success and i try to do the same thing with me you know i you know when i try to apply Get to the next level. I, I have to first find out who's at that level, mm-hmm. right? And once I find out who's at that level, then I approach them. Hey, how can I? How can we work together? I mean, I'm willing to pay money to learn what you have to teach, um, and because I know the bound of knowledge, it's like I'm gonna be able to use that for the rest of my life. And some people maybe not are willing to make investments, but but you, I mean, what I've seen, like you know, from what you is that you're not afraid to invest. You know, you're not afraid. I mean. So why, why would you say that that come, kind of comes natural to you?
2: <clears throat> because I think um, you hear this a lot with people, let me pick your brain, right? right? And um, I think just as human beings, we always want to help someone, right? But I think it has to be the right place uh, um, and be in the right time, right place. And what I mean by that is um, I told somebody that said, hey, you know, let me... Partner up with you and and you know pretty much get some of your business and then I'm like yeah I'm gonna be at this event you know how much is it X amount of dollars so that's too much mm. so that already turned me off because if you're not willing to invest in yourself mm-hmm. you know it was a great event multiple great speakers if you divide it is really nothing so uh, some of these speakers that were there you will be really hard for you to have them here in Bakersfield or go and pay them because they don't usually are in larger cities where they go to so right um that just told me like like you know like you want to do business but you don't want to go to an event right already saying so anyways so i think there shouldn't be a price on yourself
1: right yeah i I, 100 like what why are you not willing to invest into yourself right like like you said there's no price to yourself that's that's key um because it's like, how much do you value yourself? You know, it's like, there should not be a price tag. And, and I mean, I would I, I would even add, like, you know, if you're going to learn and apply, I mean, it's it's worth every penny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. You know, we have different interns coming out our office for, for school and volunteering and, and, and doing putting in some time. And I think, uh, um, you know, those programs and kind of almost saying I'll work for free to just learn because... You know, everybody has or these individuals uh, have a lot of uh, good
0: information,
2: valid information. They're pretty much once you talk to them, they're summarizing some of their mistakes or some of their life experiences and like pretty much showing it, showing in that time.
1: Right. Right. Now, one thing, Juan, that I know about you and that, you know, I think that it comes natural to you is you're really good at developing relationships. Yeah so what i mean what's what's the secret to develop because i mean like i just go out and like everybody knows juan everybody wants to like just hang out with you so how do you do that
2: what happened and i i kind of just discovered that very recent it's it before i'm like no you guys are just saying that they're like you could talk to a rock but um talk to them genuinely like actually have substance in the conversation not just talk and i'm like you know what maybe i think I have to say maybe because I'm an only child and I had to figure out and find relationships maybe. Mm. But um, I think that's one of my biggest, uh, um, you know, good traits that I have that I can talk to pretty much just about anybody and kind of connect with them at different levels. Right. And I didn't realize that till later on Mm. because it became very natural to me. Right. You know, it became very natural and genuine. Like, I really mean it genuine. It's not like I'm trying to put up a front because I want to be friends with, you know, just. Right. Um, and yeah, so, so I, I, before I, before people would tell me, hey, you're very good at connecting people and like you make us laugh. And yeah, and that. I'm like, so am I like a clown or what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, not like that. You're like, you're actually like, uh, you know, you make us feel comfortable and, and, and you know, and, and whatnot. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah i think i don't know i think that's probably every they say everybody's gifted with something so i, I would probably say that's one of the things i i'm gifted with
1: yeah and I, and you can uh sense that right away because even when we first met it's almost like we had known each other for years even though i had never even met you and it's yeah. like and but i i was like oh maybe it's because we kind of aligned but i'm like No, you're doing that with everybody. Like everyone sees you that that way. Yeah. And it's just like you just do it so naturally. But I think that the secret ingredient is just being genuine, like you're saying.
2: I think what happens is um, a lot of the times we want to talk to certain individuals or a like kind, whether it's politics, religion, or any of that. Put that aside. And at the end of the day, we're humans. And I think most people, no, no, I think I know that from every person, you can learn something. It doesn't have to be business. Like, if I sat down with you, I learned so much about, like, family, mm-hmm. how you're running, like, your family and business. And so I think everybody has something very uh, special, unique to share. You just got to kind of give them the opportunity to and, – and, and, and really pick that nugget. So when people are sitting down with me and talking to me, it's not even business, and they're starting to, to talk, I get that nugget, and I'm like, you know, that's a good one. And they don't even know it. I'm mm. like, so –
1: yeah, I think that that's <laughs> super important because you actually can learn something from everyone, and but you're not going to give yourself that opportunity unless you generally have a conversation about what they're up to, and what their life's about, what's going on, and then before you know it, they you know they said a nugget that you're like, yeah. oh, I can apply this now. Yeah, but but that wasn't even your intention. You're just <laughs> right. kind of generally trying to just have a conversation. So, um, I mean. Do you, is that something that you apply in your business life now? Like how do you just or do you just how do you develop your relationships like as far as business to to grow your business?
2: Yeah, so in um in the in the real well, pretty much in any most business to business um industries, you know, relationships obviously are important. But I think um uh where I'm at Matt now right now is um as far as what was the question again? So
1: how I mean, how do you using relationships to your advantage to yeah. grow your business?
2: <clears throat> so, someone said this: people don't care about how much you know till they know how much you care about them. Mm. So uh, they talk they talk a lot about this sometimes in trainings. You know, don't just call clients; really call them to see how they're doing. Right? And I've connected with people, and they haven't used me. If we're talking business wise, they haven't used me. For whatever reason you know they didn't do all the business with me and you know uh you know somebody in another line of business I'm like yeah you know mm. here you go like I do believe that if you gently genuinely service and help them it'll come back with you to you one way or another right so I learned that and uh it took me a while because just you know you always ask like oh how come you didn't do business with me or how come you didn't do this and um as you when you truly analyze it i mean i think it's more about you know going back to what i said people don't care about how much you know till they know how much you care about them
1: yeah i think that's that's key because you know at the end of the day like you said we're all human right and so unless we can connect with them at a personal level right then that's when the business start well i
2: always say this and i always say this even with you it's like um i want to be able to even go on the jog with you and just pick your brain on different th- things right mm-hmm. genuinely but i have to like earn that right not right just so
1: and and with anybody i want to genuinely have a true relationship yeah i think that's that's key and, and i think when you have more relationships too it's like you said it comes back but you have to pursue the actual relationship and not what's going to come out of it All right because if you pursue what's going to get out of what's going to come out of it you're not generally caring about that relationship And they're not going to give you their business because people can understand your intentions. Right. And so you have to be genuinely just, hey, I just want to see how things are going. Just generally care about them. Right. So that's that's pretty awesome that you use that in your, you know, your business to grow your your business, because I I feel like the way you've grown from what I've seen is just through relationships and 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 really not even having to market yourself.
2: Yeah, no, not yet. I mean, I think, you know, going back to kind of see what you're doing, see what some other people aren't doing. I'm like, man, like I, I, I can't wait. There's still a lot of potential.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's so much other things that you can do right. on top of what you're good at. Right. And I think that's when uh, partnering up with people is important because you want to stick to your strengths. Right. You want to stick to what you're good at and you don't want to focus on things that you're not. But there are other people that are good at marketing and doing ads on Google, Facebook, or social media, whatever it is, but let them focus on that while you focus on what you're good at. 100%. And I think you you do that with, you know, you, you now that you're growing your business, like you're developing those relationships. Um, you know, obviously one step at a time, right? Whether it's me as your CPA that's going to take care of your finances or Keller Williams that's going to help you treat your business as a business, um also investing into other mentors that are going to help you um do other businesses in real estate like i think you showed me that you're also doing wholesaling and other businesses yeah. like that so i mean how how do you how have you expanded though as far as real estate because there's so much opportunity right a lot of sure. people think that all you can do is sales but i mean you do a whole much
2: so yeah so no great question so going back to the commercial real estate um You start finding out kind of where's your niche, where's your opportunity, where's your strengths. And I came to realize that um, um, commercial real estate is kind of my passion. Uh, There's like a commitment to that uh, that is deeper than what it just like the higher price points or any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes to the commercial, so it's a team of four of us. Um, We pretty much partner up from Fresno. Uh, They're in Fresno. I'm in Bakersfield. We Get market share in between. How did that happen? Their clients have properties in Bakersfield. Have properties. Our, my clients have properties in Fresno. So we just joined forces and, and kind of worked out mm. on the commercial side. And um, that's on the commercial side. And then through the commercial, well, I would help a client, and then they would say, in the past, um, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to lease that space, or I'm not going to lease that building no more. But they ended up buying a house, mm. and I'm like, well they would have stayed with me. I already built the relationship. So mm-hmm. um, I created a, um, another pretty much uh, that service because it complements my business. Then with the distress uh, the properties, um, there was an opportunity <clears throat> where a guy that I that I known of, I saw his coach and um, a lot of people know him as Tatch Nguyen. Mm. Uh, everybody knows him by, don't buy this, buy that. And got to meet the guy, got to be in that environment, and he talks a lot about passive income. Uh, he talks about, you know, uh, creating generational wealth. And, again, I would meet people or clients, and a lot of the times they didn't have the, um, you know, they needed to sell fast. You know, mm-hmm. They needed to sell fast. And um, the um, wholesaling is really just helping a for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. You know that's really all it is. So um, he talks about really if you're already in real estate, that should be a vehicle for you to you know find opportunities. And I didn't really know how, like mm-hmm. like specifically. So he has a program that kind of breaks it down and 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 shows you and you know whether you're gonna hold, flip, wholesale, or just sell it traditionally. And with that, at the same time, going back and in investing, right? At the same time, I'm like, well, what about if I don't have the money? Well, Keller Williams saw an opportunity and they have a program called an easy flip program. So mm. now when you're at the at the table and the client is in a distress situation and they do have the time, well, we're not just going to buy the property from them directly. We're just going to say that it is an option. If time's not, they don't have the time, but now we can partner up with them fix their house, and give them part of the proceeds. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. So Tatch talks a lot about this is not stealing a a house from a no lady. This is, you know, we're not out there to steal a house from a no lady. But a lot of people that do this, they're only, that I've seen at least, um, they buy the property from that person, and that's it because, you know, they don't have time. Well, um, with our program through Keller, Easy Flip, we'll partner up with that person. Fix up the house, sell it, and share the
1: proceeds with them. Wow, it makes talk about a win-win situation.
2: <clears throat> so that's that's an arm that I saw there was an opportunity. So that's uh, that's rolling. And then the one that I'm passionate for as well is um, I was born in León, Guanajuato. I go visit my grandma, and I'm like, how can I do real estate and all of that? So been very involved, kind of working on some projects and. You know Keller Williams has thirty five offices over
1: there, and we just got our first listing in Puerto Vallarta exclusive. Nice, listing, so congratulations! Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I think what you said is pretty important. Is like you've already developed the relationship now. So how can you help them? You know, because you had a commercial client that ended up buying a residential, and it's like I could have cashed in on that opportunity, but.
2: So at the beginning, going back to um, in the commercial world with some of these other guys, it's looked upon bad. Like, Mm. are you going to do, like, commercial and then residential? And then some people call it residential and this (laughs) and that. And and then going back, you know, to really seeing people, mentorship that are doing at a very high level, and you know this, as long as you have, you know, in, in business, it's sales, marketing, systems, and training, then and you can service the client the right way, then I think um, there's no reason why you can have other services because they all complement each other.
1: Right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not like you're completely doing something 180. It's right. like within the same realm of real and, estate. And then doing it, you know, and sitting down and feel, feeling good about it,
2: it's like like I'm like it. I'm like, man, I have all these services. This is cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just more tools in your tool belt. Right. That's awesome. So, I mean, you mentioned like you ha- you, you have you even – um international business in mexico as well um you have your listing in puerto (coughs) vallarta which is which is awesome and i think that it just goes to show that um you know if you it's kind of like a lot of people don't know there's so much opportunity out there and like you said you know until you invest into mentors or coaching or training then that's when you realize wow there's an there was opportunity even in the past i just never cashed in on it exactly and, and you have to just be willing to surround yourself with people, you know, that's going to give you that training because now you see more and more opportunity and just obviously you make more money when you see more opportunity. hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that that's one of the qualities that you have as well is that, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people like that to get you, um, more opportunity to make more income and in different in various ways. Right. Right. So that's, that's pretty exciting. So, Juan, like, what's one of the things that, like, wh- what are some projects that you're working on right now that you're pretty excited about? Uh, wow, well, it's
2: a lot of them. But one that going back to the Mexico. So I would go to Mexico, and I was like, how can I come from contribution? So uh, some of the most recent ones is I'm able, I'm going to be able to um, build a... Um, what do you call it maybe um I'm gonna be able to build we so let me backtrack all these major companies have um customer service overseas so I'm gonna create that customer service in my hometown mm. with my people and try to develop them oh nice So, i'm gonna create opportunity and jobs to the bustamantes in mexico
1: oh really yeah gotcha so how would those opportunities be created
2: so those uh, so those opportunities going to get created by having a um we're going to call him a manager and he's going to manage callers mm. callers on a particular um division of the business so when people say what do we what do you do Juan?" i do commercial real estate residential distressed properties and we also can now wear that bridge to help people buy and sell real estate in mexico so this is going to be focusing on the mexico mm. and um and also um on the residential side here in the
1: u.s as well nice now how do you how yeah. do you um develop because obviously the real estate law in the united states is completely different to the real estate law in mexico so how do you bridge that gap as far as the knowledge and knowing how to transact in that country.
2: Yeah. So the, the great question we went, when we we're getting our listing, there was a lot of attorneys involved. Um, cause nobody wants to be liable. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but we figured it out, uh, for make sure that everybody, uh, um, you know, it's, um, that the, that we're all doing the right thing when it comes to, uh, liability and so forth. So as far as the, uh, the, uh, um, the staff or the people that are going to be in Mexico, well, we have 35 offices in Mexico, so mm. they're going to get trained through Mexico, but obviously there are only so many things they can do, right? They're not going to be selling. They're not going to be doing any of that. There's uh, they are going to be um, only able to do up to a certain, um, you know, they're not going to be like an agent or anything.
1: Right. Yeah yeah because basically you have resources right because there's 35 offices but you're also willing to invest into you know people that understand like attorneys in in mexico that can give right. you all the paperwork and
2: you yeah know. so in going back you know that was a bit i spent some time doing this and seeing how it could work and uh and it can work um you know it can work and then uh yeah and we have you know we have an office. This last time I was in Mexico it was very nice. I had a I had an open not an open house, but it was kinda to showcase our local office. Mm. So I invited all my family and I told them to invite their family and friends. Mm. Why? For them to truly understand what I do in the US, two, to support my cousin that's there already mm-hmm. in that office. And three, to
1: support the local office for recruitment mm.
2: and opportunity.
1: Nice. So you're, you're basically the uh, kind of the, again, developing relationships, connecting people together to create opportunity for everybody else. Right. Uh, that's awesome. And one of the beautiful things, too, about doing business in your home country is that, you know, there's tax benefits. Like now all the travel expense yeah. becomes deductible. Like right. if you're wanting to go spend some family time and vacation while you're out there, well, you just made it deductible because you're doing business while you're over right. there. right which is <laughs> which is a great tax planning strategy for other people that you know want to make their vacations deductible is just to s- figure out somehow to do business in that in that particular city or state that right. you want to visit that's cool and so um so again just trying to create opportunity for your family members the Bustamantes, in your home you know home home uh state home country yeah that's pretty cool um so how do you know like how do you see this these opportunities like for example when you had the open house you saw okay th- these are this is what's going to happen how do you even so
2: realize that? yeah so as i'm kind of you know your quiet time you think about how can you do more how you can you come from contribution and obviously at the end of the day at the end of the day generate as well so i'm already i'm the i'm the oldest of uh the oldest nephew yeah, for in Mexico, but that's here. So mm. they, and my dad's no longer around. So mm. um, so they see me like my dad. Mm. So I would go in the past and I see they're all struggling, mm. right? Like the, the younger generation, and you can't really change them. And I'm like, how what can I do to really like impact them, right? Mm-hmm. Giving them money doesn't impact them. No. Um and I have, you know, and taking them out to eat and spend time, but I'm like, no, there has to be something better than that and then it clicked you know one day i asked them one who who needs an opportunity w- one of them said yeah and then she's all okay, how can i help you she told me and i'm like mm. you can't help me i'm like if you knew english you could probably help me but <laughs> you can't help me i'm like i you know help yourself yeah and then you know so she got plugged in and she's she's you know i'm not in charge of her but she's getting trained there and mm. potentially she might be able to you know assist me once I build the infrastructure of what I need to do and that's kind of how I started um and now that I kind of have the vision for it I think it could work or at least the opportunity is going to be available and I'm gonna feel good to be able to offer them an opportunity that's in my business and I'm helping them
1: nice yeah so I think that like you said that alone time right like it's funny how you know they say like the ideas come in the shower almost yeah like, because that's when you're alone and you're just your thoughts are running through your head and it's like, oh man, I wish I had a notepad in my right. in my bathroom, <laughs> in yeah. the shower because that's when I get all the ideas. Yeah. Um, so obviously that that's where you you your alone time you found out okay how can I come from contribution mm-hmm. and then that's how you've been able to create opportunity. But what I think is most more important is like, well, giving them someone money is not going to help them, right. you know, you know. It's how can I actually help them help themselves. And it's almost like that saying that says, "I could give you a fish or I could teach you how to fish right. and I would rather teach you how to fish because that's gonna now you don't need me anymore right And that's kind of how what your intentions are with your family members right because now that they they'll be able to provide for not only themselves but their family members, and that has and, more of an impact and,
2: and and even furthermore, you know it's um where they all live, with the exception of one, they they all live together, but they're in their own house that my grandpa left. And I'm like, somebody needs to break that cycle,
3: you mm, know. Somebody yeah. needs
2: to break that cycle, and um, uh, I don't think real estate's going anywhere. So that's real estate related. So it's even gonna help them to start thinking of like, well,
1: let me buy a house for myself, right? Yeah so yeah for sure and it's like you said there's it's so it's interesting how things pass on from one generation to the next and it's like people only do what they know right so uh, the reason that your family members have lived in the same household is because people just get comfortable and this is what they know and it's not until somebody is willing to put their foot down and said this has to stop is when there's actual change that happens right i mean it's the same thing with like history martin luther king and said i have a dream and completely changed the uh, you know the um, social platform for african americans uh julio cesar chavez right uh i mean so many people have done you know the people that have made an impact in history is because somebody actually put their foot down and said enough is enough and right. it's time for us to change and you're doing and so, and everyone can do that within their own families right right Everyone can be that Martin Luther King within your own family, but you have to be the one to put your foot down and say, hey, let's break through from this limited capacity that we have.
2: Well, yeah, no, and, and, you know, kind of going back a little bit, we all, I mean, I would say the Latinos were were majority. We're not minority now, right? And a lot of times we would take things to our family members, whatever it might be, and... You know, nothing will get them excited no more. You know, they're getting pickier and pickier. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I guess you got to show them how to do real estate over there. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's funny. But that, that, that's, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, that's so that's pretty exciting that you're doing business here locally, also internationally in, in Mexico. Uh, and, and you're just growing your business and with various forms of, you know, income. So tell me a little bit about like, what are you excited about? Like, you know, two, three years from now, like, where do you see yourself?
2: <clears throat> yeah, no. So what I'm excited for right now in, in in my life cycle where I'm at, I think I'm excited about um, being able. So probably similar, to like a lot of businesses, people always come in and say, hey, can I help out? What can I do? And yeah, there's always an opportunity for, for anybody to see what the business is like and I think I have the resources to do that. So I want to continue to, whether it's someone that wants to know about commercial real estate, which I have shown people about commercial real estate and they moved on to other companies, whether it's commercial real estate, residential real estate, you know, distressed properties or Mexico. I want to be that resource to, you know, if somebody wants to come in in, in, and try it out and and see if it's for them, I want to be that door that keeps it open for whoever it might be and, Whether they decide to stay or not, at least give them the opportunity. But I think I want to live life by design, uh, continue to grow the four funnels in my business. Um, Like I said, the sales, the marketing, the training, the systems. And I do see myself, uh, at least for now, I could say that um, I want to be able to travel and and we have offices and everywhere I, I, I manifest this where I show up to wherever it might be and work a couple hours and then go and travel the wherever that place might be. Nice. So um, next the next five years, I think it's growing it to, and we always talk about this in any business, not working so much in my business, but on my business. Mm-hmm. So to which there systems in, 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 in place to do that. Um, which I will recommend anybody. I mean, these books are great number uh, number one sellers. The Millionaire r- Real Estate book from Gary Keller. There's the investment one. There's the shift. Um, so all those are great books that pretty much give you the uh, the platform surface level to to create that.
1: Yeah, I think that's for me. That's one of the things I enjoy more most about businesses, is working on your business versus in it because. It's almost like you have to challenge your thoughts to be like, okay, what can I do differently, in order to grow my business, and, and and it's it's interesting because like the more you step away from your business, the more that's what you have to do in order to for it to grow. You have to step away from it, right? Right. And it's like if you if you continue to work in it, then you're gonna to continue to get the same results, right? But when you start to step away, it's like you know if I if Juan Bustamante was no longer involved in this business what are the key components you would have to have in order for it to run and 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 you have to understand that though there's a
2: lot of times you know even when i when i when i call here you know i'm I'm a i'm a raving fan and i always tell individuals to to reach out to you but it's a lot of people want to talk to the person right Mm -hmm. well you don't call like if i don't know whatever major company it is you never talk to that person right you know and you have to really um, get in that mindset and understanding that. But in real estate, you know, it's kind of n- not known, but people make it a custom of who can answer the call the first, the fastest. And you're not there to be the, what's it called? That just makes you a great receptionist. <laughs> right? so, so it's building those systems and models. Yeah. To, and really just,
1: clients just want to make sure they're getting taken care of. At right. the, end of the day. Yeah, 100%. At the end of the day, what matters are like the solutions that you're going to be providing to their problems, and like you said, you know. uh, But I think if someone does want to like meet the CEO, right? If someone does want to meet, it's almost like you said, like, "Hey, I want to go on a jog and uh, pick your brain." You have to earn it. So if you want to do, if you do want to meet with that CEO of, let's say, I one day one day want to meet Elon Musk, I'm going to have to be able to earn my right to meet him. If not, it's like. Good
2: luck.
3: Well, 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 well I'll <laughs> give you
2: a fun fact. You know, we always want to meet those individuals, like you said. And there's, right. there's some big power players at Bakersfield, and I'm working on one of them, right? And I go to eat at the – here and there, I know where he eats, and he has breakfast. And I go and sit next to him and just talk to him. And guess what? He he gives me the time and day. Nice. And, you know, a uh, big player in Bakersfield um, and – we
1: connect at a different level
2: right yes i'm not calling them on this office hey can i pick your
1: brain yeah you go for lunch so i think that's key it's like again that genuine relationship right that genuine and i think uh and and not a per, like not i'm not coming to pick your brain like right. i'm coming to like hey how's it going
2: yeah exactly and
1: before you know you're picking his brain but that's not what your intention is 100 percent. yeah and, and and it's like you just kind of have to figure out how to develop that relationship without hey, this is my intention to pick your brain. It's right. Like no,
2: Nobody wants to get their brain, you know. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, their brain picked. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's like, you know, what people want is to develop relationships. And and I think that's why people do, you know, allow, give you so much information because they see that you're coming from a good place. Right. <clears throat> and when they see that, hey, this, you know, you're coming from the right place, it's like, I'm going to just pour my, all my knowledge into you because you're not coming for the, with that intention. Right you're coming to just hey how's how's your breakfast yeah. going and like how's right. life and exactly. then that before you know it you got so many nuggets <clears throat> exactly that's yeah. awesome so juan that's pretty I mean, I mean it's pretty inspiring like the nuggets that you've given my audience and my listeners because i think people can now learn how to associate with people like that If they just come in with that right intention and and really just develop relationships. But if anybody wants to reach out to Juan, you know, the best way to do so is obviously on Instagram, which is at the Juan Bustamante. He also has a Facebook and a LinkedIn under Juan Bustamante. So if you want to be a part of his team and help him grow his business or if you need uh, help with commercial real estate or even residential distressed properties, or even if you want a property in Mexico, Juan Bustamante is your guy. Again, at the Juan Bustamante. Juan, thanks again for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.